You're listening to another episode of Larry Doesn't Play Here Anymore. Good morning, everybody. I'm Ron McGoey, and I'd like to welcome you to another edition of Larry Doesn't Play Here Anymore. And today, I have a special guest that I'd love to introduce to my, across the table from me, I'd please introduce Bill Friday. Well, hello, Ron. Isn't that nice of you to, to invite me to our program this morning? Well, I felt it was, as we, as we, you know, here we are in a new year. And I thought it would be a great way to kick off uh, uh, the 2015 season of Larry Doesn't Play Here Anymore with me introducing you. And uh, I, I hope everybody had a... Uh, yes, Happy uh, New Year to everybody. I hope you all had a yeah, rocking sure. New Year's Eve and a, yeah. and a good New Year's Day. And uh, everybody had too much champagne and all, everybody got home safely. And we thought that we would do a little bit of reflection on the, the year that's passed. And perhaps maybe a, a fearless prediction or two on the year that's coming. Well, I hope you have a bunch of stuff that you remember, Ron, because I can't remember last week. So, <laughs> well, it's been a fairly memorable year, uh, personally, and also, you know, locally, internationally, and because we sort of are a sports show, sort of. I thought perhaps we could just do some quick run. We're sort of a sports show, and anything else that we can think of, we kinda, we are we have we have the whole gamut to talk about. We can do anything we want. Yeah, I kind of think of us as sort of like uh, an all-you-can-eat buffet. Yeah, that's about right. You that's can sort of you know wander through the buffet and maybe you know talk a little hockey, maybe talk a little local politics. So we always have a nice smorgasbord of. Uh, of topics, but we'll try and stay on course today, okay? Because we have a lot to talk about in a in a busy, busy year in sports. So I thought we'd talk about, you know, we are Canadian, we are Ontarians, we are we are beach boosters. So I thought we'd talk a little bit about hockey because it, there was a season and uh, there was a there were some events in this year. What are your reminiscences of, let's say, the NHL and the year that's been? Well, my thoughts about the NHL are that. It's amazing how the Montreal Canadiens are leading the pack, actually. They're playing very, very well. And not that the Leafs aren't playing a little better than they have in the past, but... Oh, they're a streaky bunch. Oh, they are. They really are. You know, they go, what, four, five, six games in a row, and then they lose four in a row or something. Mm-hmm. However, it, it's, it's turning out to be a pretty good season, I think. Uh, certainly, the Montreal Canadiens, with our friend Subban... Yes, they were a big story last spring, of course, in, in the spring as, as the playoffs unfolded in yes, 2014. Yes, yes, they were, but what's his name? P.J.? P.K.? P.K.? P.K. Subban. P.K. P.K. Subban. Very unassuming. You know what? Young man. Needs some confidence. You know what? <laughs> yeah, right. He's overloaded with with uh, with ego, I'll tell you that. Yes. However, 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 the, the young guy is doing great things for the community. Uh, in Montreal, he's he goes to see kids games. He doesn't mind signing autographs all over the place. Hmm, bit of a throwback. He also also is taking French lessons. Believe it or not, he wants to stay there for a long time. He is going to speak French. He'll probably end up being the coach of the Montreal Canadiens. Mark my words. Why stop there? Maybe a premier one day. <laughs> That's another story. 
Uh, we had Olympic hockey in 2014, which I thought was a pretty compelling, very compelling uh, story. Both the men's and the women's team both ended up playing the, the good old USA. And, of course, it was, what better way to wave the flag than, uh, you know, to beat the good old states? Uh, I remember the, the ladies' Olympic uh, game against uh, the states was a great game. Terribly officiated, but exciting. Yeah, exciting for sure. Very exciting. And the, the team that, the, the, uh, the men's team that was put together was, I thought it was, it certainly wasn't flashy, but they were extremely dominant team. I remember watching... We were in Florida, actually, during the Olympics last year, and we watched the third period of the Canada-U.S. game in a clubhouse after a round of golf with a few of our American friends, and holy smokes, they, they had their puck possession was amazing. They were, uh, they were full value for, the, uh, for, they were for their well goal. Co- well coached. Well coached. Well coached. And, uh, you know, there's always the old, you know, controversy as, has, you know, has Canada lost its spot as number one. Um, I think we still have... Uh, I think we still have good programs and we have some some, some good athletes. The uh, Los Angeles Kings are going to try and repeat as Stanley Cup champions. It remains to be seen whether that's going to happen. Um, it's far too early. The season's, of course, just at the halfway point. So who knows what will happen as we move into 2015. I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll watch with interest. And uh, let's move on to another sport. The National Basketball Association. This, these are in no specific order, but the NBA had a very... It was a very... Uh, newsworthy year in the NBA because last year was the year that Donald Sterling, the former owner of the Los Angeles Clippers, um, got himself into a lot of hot water. And I don't mean to diminish uh, his racist remarks or his racist background because those remarks really did echo uh, a lot of his politics and a lot of his beliefs throughout his career. This wasn't the first time that he had uh, offended people or uh, had done things that were improper. The league, um, the league acted quickly. I was watching a show on this, actually. Uh, it was an interview with Doc Rivers, who is the coach of the Clippers, and who's still a coach. Very, He was in a very difficult spot, but he was very blunt. There were going to be no NBA playoffs. Those playoffs were going to grind to a halt unless something was done. And it was sort of a harbinger, in some ways, of what was to come, you know, um, from the race side of things in the United States, which we'll talk about a little later. But I thought it was a big story. Uh, I think they did the right thing. Well, your thoughts on the Donald Sterling fiasco? Well, of, of, of course, I two sides to this in my thinking, anyway. Yes, and, uh, and, and, and you're how, entitled to how can a how can a league? Never mind, it's Donald Sterling, but how can a league actually force an owner to sell? And this is what I was wondering about. Maybe you can clarify that a little bit. Why? Can a league do that? I don't know the legalities behind it. I just know that when there's a lot of money at stake, and there is a lot of money at stake in professional sports, um, these guys, these owners, allowed this man into their club. They allowed him to be Donald Sterling. Uh, they knew this. They knew who the guy was. Um, they knew the true colors of the guy, and they, they didn't care. Uh, it took something very, very outrageous, and of course with social media today, um, everything spreads very quickly. So I think it came down to dollars and cents, uh, Bill. I just believe that, you know, with a majority of the players in the league are African-American, and it was a business decision, nothing else. I don't know where it will go in the courts, but I just think it was uh, basically a, a decision made on money. How long was Donald Sterling uh, the owner of the, uh, the Clippers? 
Oh, at least 20 years. Mm-hmm. At least 20 years. Yeah, mm-hmm. terrible basketball team. and uh, But making money, obviously. Well, <laughs> making money, I suppose. Uh, I guess if you own a, a team in Southern California, just from television, uh, they, were, they were never very good. They're actually, very, it's an interesting story. They're a good basketball team now, and hopefully. But that professional sports and how they conduct themselves and who they let in and who they don't let in and what they do when something goes wrong, that's another story for another, another show. Mm-hmm. And it's not exclusive to the NBA either because we're going to move from the National Basketball Association because we did talk about our beloved Toronto Raptors. Um, Again, that's a story that we're going to follow closely uh, uh, this year. But the National Football League had its share of controversy in 2014. Also with a commissioner that was put on a hot seat with, again, misconduct that came out rather, you know, through media. um, And it raised the issue of is it the league's responsibility to police its players when they do things that are... Not during a game. Not during a game. This was the event with Ray Rice in the elevator with his fiance at the time. It was a criminal act. I think anybody that saw that is... You can't do that. Um, if you do do those things, you're going to be punished. Um, is it something that... Then, as your league, do, you, do we want this guy in our league? Is it right to tell him you can't work because you've done these things, should you go through the legal process? Should you pay your penalties, and that should that reflect on the league? So the NBA and the NFL both had big stories—not good stories, but big stories—on the field in the National Football League last year. We had uh, a new champion, the Seattle Seahawks, won the Super Bowl, uh, and there's talk of a dynasty there. Um, the league is, you know, uh, we're in the playoffs now. And what's, what are your thoughts on the National Football League? Well, I, I, certainly, uh, I certainly disagree with uh, everybody picking on the, the commissioner. I, he was in a tough spot there, and I really, I really don't know how you can blame him for doing what he did. Um, well, those that blame him are angry that he knew in advance of what, this had, what he had done, and basically wasn't going to do anything about it until it came out. We can debate that. Yeah, I, I mean, you can, you can debate this forever uh, about, you know, does the league have responsibility for somebody who is doing something at home or somewhere else other than on the field? If, you're on, if it's on the field, if, they're, you know, if it's a malicious act or something on the field, then yeah, yeah, that's mm-hmm. fine. You can kick them out or do whatever. But I'm just not sure if you have any right, <laughs> as, as, as Pierre Trudeau used to say, we have no right looking in the bedrooms of other people. And, uh, and right on the heels of the Ray Rice situation, of course, was Adrian Peterson, uh, arguably the best running back in the National Football League, came to prominence through, uh, he was charged with uh, a domestic assault of uh, abusing his child. Through discipline, and again, uh, the, the Minnesota Vikings decided to terminate his employment, or at least suspend him. That that story is is again. It's be, I think the courts have adjudicated on that. The league has decided to uphold the suspension. They upheld the suspension for the uh, you know for the for the season. The Vikings didn't make the playoffs, so they have decisions to make with what's going to happen to Adrian Peterson. He can still play running back on my team. Again, it's the question of. Ethics versus talent. Um, it'll be interesting to see where that story goes. While we're talking a little pigskin, uh, we have another year in the books in the Canadian Football League. We spent quite a bit of time in uh, the latter part of 2014 speaking about the CFL. 
but uh, I think there was a bunch of good stories on the in uh, during the year. I mean, football back in Ottawa, uh, new home for the Tie Cats. Um, the Eastern Conference was wasn't competitive. Then they got better. Um, the situation in Toronto. What are we going to do with the Argos? And of course, uh, a new commissioner is coming on board. So yeah, have uh, we have we named a new commissioner yet? No, no, and I'm. I just I keep waffling on whether I want to put my ring and my hat in the ring, but I think my allegiance is to Larry. I have to find Larry before I can move on. And, <laughs> well, and, and, and well, if Larry happens to come back on his own, then you could uh, apply for that job, right? <laughs> I think all we know for sure is there is going to be another CFL season in 2015. The Grey Cup will be in Winterpeg, and. Um, Hopefully it'll be a good season with uh, with competitive football. Ottawa will get a little bit better, and the East will hold their own, and uh, maybe we'll have a little more offense in the CFL come 2015. Here's hoping. Yeah, uh, we need a little better team in in uh, in Toronto. That's for sure. Yeah, we need a better team, and we need uh, uh, maybe maybe a new stadium will will solve the problem. Maybe I don't know. Uh, that we'll watch with interest on on what happens with uh, the, the the beloved Argos. And then there is a baseball team in Toronto, of course, and Major League Baseball um, saw the retirement of one of their greats in 2014, um, Derek Jeter from the New York Yankees, uh, and, and this is perhaps the flip side of, you know, the turmoil in sports, the high-paid athletes, the thuggery, misbehavior. This gentleman was a pretty stand-up guy by all yeah, he was a he was a role model basically, wasn't he? He he really was. Yeah, and in a market where you yeah. where would you be under more of a microscope than in New York City? Mm, Toronto, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe if you're a hockey player, Toronto, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But uh, I enjoyed watching him play. I'm not a huge Yankee fan, but uh, I certainly and it was quite remarkable how he ended his career with you know a game winning hit. And if you yeah, that was if that it was, wasn't scripted, you'd yeah. think it was. Yeah, yeah. I I think they just let him do that, don't you? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, you could be the pitcher that he got the last hit on. Yeah, just happened yeah, to be driving yeah. the winning run. Yeah. Uh, but it was good. It was good to see him, uh, and it was good to see a, an athlete of that quality go out. It sort of reminded me of the Lou Gehrig story. I don't know whether you ever saw that movie, but but I can still. You probably have a better recollection. I, I can see Lou Gehrig, who was played by Gary Cooper, by the way. Okay. Do you remember Gary Cooper? Probably not. I believe he was in a film called High Noon. I guess he was. Okay. Anyway, but this was the Lou Gehrig story, and I can just still see the scene where he's in front of everybody in Yankee Stadium with a microphone, and he's talking to the crowd, and it was just amazing. Was this a farewell sort of speech? It was a farewell because he had, of course, Lou Gehrig's disease. And that cut his career short. That cut his career short. And Lou Gehrig was, uh, along with Babe Ruth, and he was in the same era as that, number two, if you will. So an icon, an icon in Yankee yes, baseball. Yes, he was, yeah. Yeah. So that brought back that brought back memories of uh, of, of, of Derek Jeter yeah, in another he era. He really did. Yeah, he really did. Well, baseball, if if nothing else, it's it may have the deepest tradition of any of the pro sports. There's something about baseball that seems to endure as you know players become bigger and faster and become unrecognizable as the armor gets bigger. I think that's why I think I still love baseball so much is because it doesn't look like it's changed a lot. You can see who's at bat. The uniforms haven't changed that much. The ballparks have changed, but the grass 
and the outfields kind of look the same. The base paths look the same. It really has endured because there's been so much change. Um, it's it, it it really has endured. And speaking of endured, so of the Blue Jays, they had. Jeez, uh, we're not talking about the biggest disappointments of the and the biggest stories of the year because we don't have time. But the Blue Jays went into the season again with lots of promise. Had a great start. Looked like this was the year that they may be going to win that East because the, uh, you know, the competition was stumbling a little, and then they sort of stumbled toward the finish line. But I give them credit; they've been active. Um, Russell Martin is now behind the plate. Um, Jamie Donaldson's in, and uh, Brett Laurie's out. And there's there's optimism. Brett Laurie has gone where? Where did he go? Brett Laurie has taken the tattoos and uh, his. Unbridled energy. I can't say the man doesn't have energy. He's off to the Bay Area in Oakland. Uh, he's going to try and win a World Series with Billy Bean and he's the gonna, Moneyball Gang. He, in Oakland. I guess. I guess he's going to have to find another dry cleaner. He may there? have to find another dry cleaners. <laughs> but uh, they're in tough again. I mean, that's a tough division. But uh, they're, uh, you know, I'll be watching with interest. Uh, uh, I, I think Alex Anthopoulos is a good general manager, and I think that uh, I. I'm not sure about managing in baseball, how, how important that is. Um, I don't think it's as important as pitching, as we saw with Madison Baumgartner, who was a marvelous performance in the 2014 World Series. Yeah. New York Giants have quietly put together quite a little dynasty out on the West Coast. Yeah. And we don't see a lot of the Giants, but they, uh, they were full value for their uh, World Series win. Before we wrap up our sports side of the, our little chat this morning, I think we'd be remiss not to... Uh, speak just quickly about two of our up-and-coming tennis stars, uh, Eugenie Bouchard and Milos Raonic, both had big years. And if we think of this past summer, I think a lot of Canadians were tuned into Wimbledon, tuned into the French Open. No uh, question about it. Even I, even myself. Now, mind you, I, I love to watch tennis, so it's, it's okay. But, yeah, no, I, I, I really enjoyed it. Eugenie uh, Bouchard is really, really good. Yes, they're they're both going to make a. I think they're going to be big stars, and it'll be wonderful to follow their careers as they move forward. And uh, I again, uh, I, I enjoy tennis also, so I'll be looking forward to them. Uh, hopefully, one of them uh, winning uh, one of the majors this year. Speaking and we, and well, a little, just a little. And golf, of course, is golf is golf, and golf is big. And we had a Ryder Cup, and there was you know the U.S. got it stuck to them again by the Europeans. Um, we have Tiger on comeback number 10, the new swing coach. And, um, well, we'll see what happens there. But we have a Canadian fellow broke through named Nick Taylor. And, of course, all eyes have been on Graham Dillette, uh as he rises through the ranks. But this gentleman came out of nowhere, at least I'm not, not from Nick Taylor fans, but he won, I believe it was the McGladry Classic late in 2014, one of the wraparound tournaments, and is... Uh, just nicely played himself into the Tournament of Champions in Hawaii, and he'll be at the Masters. So yeah. um, that's a name to watch. Yeah, I wish Graham Dillette would uh, would shave his beard off. I think you don't I, like the playoff I, beard. No, I I I think he's got to shave his beard because once he gets rid of that weight, then he'll be a much better player. Well, there, there's, but then again, don't forget our, our our U.S. commentators won't be able to refer to the playoff beard, and uh, you know it's because he grew up. Following ice hockey, and uh, oh, yeah. from the Great White North. Oh yeah, he just wasn't good enough, right? <laughs> no, no. Uh, but uh, it'll be interesting to watch uh, uh, the growth of Dillette and uh, a very, very competitive golf scene. Holy smokes! I mean, McElroy is he going to be dominant? Who will be the next dominant story? 
Um, there's a lot of them out there. There's a lot of them yeah, out there. Really, really, really exciting days ahead for the PGA Tour. No question about that. Absolutely. We're going to take a little break and we're going to come back and wrap up our year end and our look forward to uh, 2015 here in a moment. So stay tuned. Larry Doesn't Play Here Anymore is sponsored by Cheers. Make your own wine. One cannot put a price on good food, good company, and of course, excellent wine. That's what Cheers offers to our wonderful community of Wusaga Beach. Excellent wine. Proudly serving our community since 2008. Cheers. Make your own wine at 1344 Mosley Street, Wusaga Beach, Ontario. 705-429-8419. Welcome back to Larry Doesn't Play Here Anymore. Thanks to our fine folks. For that uh, that commercial, got that out. And um, we thought because there is more than uh, our smorgasbord is loaded with sports, but it's also loaded with other current events, both local, internationally, that uh, perhaps caught our eye in 2014, and maybe some things that we're looking forward to in 2015. Locally, we've also had uh, the winds of change have, have swept through Wasaga Beach, and they have basically swept out the old and in with the new. As I move into my second year locally here, I'm going to be watching with interest with Mr. Brian Smith and his visions. We talked a little bit about uh, you know what, his his hopes for the beach, and uh, with new council, it'll it'll be an interesting year. You're obviously very closely connected to the community, Bill, and I'm sure you're looking with interest. Yeah, I I think we have to uh, give the uh, the new council a, a chance to to get its uh, feet wet, if you will. Uh, no question they're a, a different group than what we've had in the past. Mm-hmm. However, there are still a couple of uh, the oldies there. Uh, Ron Anderson, of course, uh, is a is a councillor from the last council. Right. And uh, Nita Bifolci is the deputy mayor. Uh, so you've got some carryover from, from the last council. I, I think we have to give them a chance. Um, certainly, clearly, certainly, they have Brian Smith has got a, a vision of what he would like to see happen, but he has to deal with the other councillors as well. But uh, I think he's he's a good man to to head the team, and and we wish him well. I, I do too. It's it's almost. Uh, I guess you just can't create positions, but if on my wish list would be if you could attract whether it be an entrepreneur or someone that has. A vision and and make him sort of the uh, the head of tourism for for Wasaga Beach. Uh, it would be a, a position that's I think needed, and it's also a position that I think would would you know elicit a lot of uh, feedback from local people because tourism is the lifeblood of the beach. Well, you're a tourism guy, Ron. Tell me a little bit about what you might do uh, to to revive the tourism section of Wasaga Beach. I think. What I would first do, I would try and I would try and take a close look at what people today are looking for in a, in, in a summer vacation, because the the choices are so so wide and varied, more so than the, back in the halcyon days of the beach, when you know you couldn't jump on a plane and go to Orlando in in July with the kids for virtually the same price of uh, perhaps a beach vacation here. I, I I think I think there's a huge market, uh, an emerging market. Not far from from where we sit, and having come out of the Caledon 
Brampton area, um, I, th I think there needs to be a, a, a target to target perhaps a different segment of Ontario. But at the same time, it's you know it's like the golf industry that that, uh, that I work in now. Um, a lot of it is tied into climate too. I mean, we need we need a nice hot summer. But I, I just I guess what I'm I'm dancing around. I guess I think we need to take a closer look at who we want to market the beach to, and do we have the facilities here to do that? And how do you invite? How do you uh, entice a business to come up here and perhaps put a different style of resort at the beach? Is is the is the answer to take back the beachfront from from the province? I, I just. Maybe it all comes down to exposure. I don't know. I had no idea of the the variety of things to do here in the Triangle. i tell you what I want you to do over the next little while is to think about tourism for Wasaga Beach itself. And you know what? We can come back and do a program entirely on that. Yeah, I, because you did. You, you caught me with my pants down. Yeah, I know. Of one. course. I, and, I, as, I, as, I, as I sidestepped and waffled. Yeah, and I, I didn't want to. I, I, I shouldn't have done that. Too. That's okay. But, but I'll, anyway, I'll return the favor. Don't okay, worry. Let, yeah, let, let's, let's, let's do that another time because it's, a, it's a, a, a real good topic. And yeah, you're right. We need a tourism chairman, if that's what you call it chairwoman, whatever. Now, I know you don't love the word committee, but I, I really, I, maybe that's the first step. You never know. If Is the key economic engine going to be tourism? Well, let's go all in. Okay, well let's talk about that in a future program. Not too far from now, but well, Bill, I think it's time to wrap up another uh, another rousing edition of Larry doesn't play here anymore. Um, it it, it twenty fourteen was uh, it was certainly you can't say it was dull. Uh, exciting times here on the beach. Exciting times in the world of sports. Um, I'm really looking forward to uh, um, some new uh, new and exciting programming uh, with Larry doesn't play here anymore. I want to thank you so much for the opportunity to sit down with you and uh, and and share some thoughts each week and. Um, I guess we'll we'll talk to everybody next time. Yeah. You know, now I just want to say to you also a happy new year. Thank to you. you, Ron, and and uh, I, I still can't get over the knowledge that you have of so many different sports, and I really appreciate you bringing that to Larry doesn't play here anymore. Without you, this would not be a show. So thank you very much. Well, listen, uh, the, very kind. Thank you so much. And, and I'm gonna, if I can be a little bit more um, up to speed on uh, other parts of, uh, you know, our, our community and, and the world, uh, I'll work on that in 2015. Yeah, you, mu you must brush up on it. I am gonna brush up on it. I'm <laughs> okay. gonna do my work. On, I'm gonna do my homework on uh, uh, on the new tourism minister. Okay, that's another wrap up of Larry doesn't play here anymore.
Hi, everybody. This is Kathy from Cheers. Make your own wine in Wasaga Beach. Sanjay and I would like to wish all our customers and all the residents of Wasaga Beach of all the best for the new year. 